back in the Coyote Fitness Podcast studio. Guys, it's a new year, and it uh, feels like we took a lengthy break. How are you guys feeling? How are you feeling, Chris? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah? Well, that's always good. Yeah, I expected that answer. You, Hunter, how was your break, man? It, it was good. I, I got the flu for a week, so that was kind of rough, but uh, coming, coming back, trying to trying to start the year off strong. That was a total test. You should have said, I don't take breaks, Ben. That's for the average. Well, I did. I did this year. <laughs> or last the flu year. is the only thing. That 2018, can... no breaks for me. That's right. So far, no breaks. Well, we're excited to actually uh, launch into the new year discussing some topics that are important uh, for fitness and for CrossFit and actually a banner day today in our podcast studio. The first podcast recording where we have a guest first time we have a guest caleb thank you for being here yep yeah. sound effects oh guys yeah. thank you first person who accepted our guest request so that's true <laughs> that's true the first person we asked after the guest we really wanted canceled so uh, so we're thankful to have you here caleb to talk about uh, some stuff that's pretty important to just the general idea of what uh, we believe crossfit one of the strengths of crossfit that, that they've put out there this idea of uh, community correct hunter yeah, yeah. So uh, community is one of the biggest things that attracts people to CrossFit and keeps them, keeps them, you know, coming back. You know, it's it's just it's hard to define exactly what it is that that people really um, love about the community aspect of CrossFit. But that's kind of something that we want to delve into um, today because you know that it's honestly it's what keeps people coming back five, six, seven years. I mean, you're you're not going to be able to stick with most fitness programs for that length of time, especially if you're doing it by yourself. So I think, uh, the people, uh, who are you, who are doing it with you, who are holding you accountable and the friends that you're making inside the gym that are translating into stuff you do with them outside the gym. I think that's one, one of the beautiful things about CrossFit. Yeah. It's, well, community is a big bu- buzzword these days. Right? I mean, everybody's saying community, community, but I, I think what we've experienced inside of CrossFit is that really, it really means some very particular things and the way that it actually works out and that's what we're going to, to discuss today I think because it answers this question in a different way that people are always asking why would I choose CrossFit especially the people who are who are surfing online watching people do CrossFit they think man that just looks miserable <laughs> why would I choose to do that so there's lots of stuff around it that uh, draw people to it and this community aspect is something that doesn't necessarily show up in PR videos on Instagram but it's just such a huge part of what goes down some Something that we've experienced, something that Caleb, uh, we invited you in to talk about because you've experienced both on the side of an athlete, also on the side of a coach. Uh, so we just want to hear a little bit from you as you think about the word community and how it's connected to CrossFit. I know you and Chris are going to uh, banter back and forth a little bit on this. What are some of the first things that come to mind for you? Yeah, you know, when Chris and I, again, talking about this podcast coming up, Chris and I have had many conversations that, that come up kind of with regards to where I came from and the job that I had before I was a coach here. Um, working in, in a church and working um, specifically with college students, young adults, um, I got to go on a trip to Israel with a couple guys um, and one of the things that was really cool there was we got to go to a country that I'd never been, meet people I'd never never met before, and in the hours that we got to be in a box, CrossFit Jerusalem, I'm actually wearing their sweatshirt right now, but in uh, in that time, we got to connect with people just immediately, and I realized something really big that I think I'd taken for granted at Coyote as a member. Um, it was it was one of those things where 
I think when you get to experience something, you you can overlook it in your everyday life. But when we got to go overseas and immediately connect with people um, from a completely different culture, um, a lot of people their their predominant language was different than ours, you know. But we got to uh, to experience something and see that CrossFit can bring people together from completely different backgrounds and. One of the things that that helped me realize was that there's an opportunity here that we have um, as coaches to really, I think, meet people on a level that they don't get to experience in their everyday life. And so um, they get to come in from work, from their family, um, and get to experience people that they wouldn't necessarily interact with on a daily basis. And they get to see them multiple times a week. And so that's one of the things that really stood out to me um, I'm thinking also that they get to you get to see people at their worst, <laughs> you know, just yeah. laying out on the floor like that was intense, and all pride is out the window. And I'm I'm thinking, listening to you, kind of rolling over to Chris here. You guys have a really unique perspective as you uh, coach multiple classes throughout a day to see this work out in different ways at different class times, and you you just have a different perspective than the athlete who shows up for that specific hour, usually with the same group of people, you get to see this play out over several different groups. I'm just kind of wondering what the commonalities are, no matter what the makeup is of the class, because at different times of day, usually in a CrossFit box, you're going to have a particular sort of athlete that shows up very early. That's just kind of their stripe. The people that roll in after work, the people that are cheating on their jobs and showing up at lunch, you know, every class kind of has this unique personality i just kind of want to hear from you both and maybe you first chris what do you notice about when when people come together uh in a crossfit box to exercise how that community kind of expresses itself or what you see as the benefits yeah i mean to me i think um when you try to explain uh the community that grows within a gym within a crossfit gym specifically uh the what until you experience it the kind of the first thing that people think about is you know just people patting you on the back and telling you good job after a workout and stuff like that but it really that's only just uh that is to me just on the surface it uh it gives you when you um it gives you this instant connection with people that you've never met before like you were talking about me and my wife uh we're in new york uh last year right before thanksgiving and we just uh we were in a part of the in a part of Manhattan where CrossFit NYC was is a uh, one of the the, the first uh, first gyms to open up in Manhattan and um, we just wanted to go in there and take a look at it and see what it was all about and uh, we walked in we weren't even going in to drop in on a class or anything there's a couple of one on one sessions going on and the coaches came up and talked to us for about 20 minutes and they wanted to know where we were from and what we did and uh, you know what our gym was like and stuff like that and that's just uh, <clears throat> that uh having that connection with other people uh is to me just such a such a great anchor that's going to keep you coming into the gym and keep you uh, keep you uh, wanting to uh to chase after your goals even if uh, if not uh just to make sure that you see these people every day that you're connected with and um that's what I wanted to kind of throw back to you Caleb is that conversation that we had I mean you have a very you have a very unique uh perspective from the job that you've had, um, you know, working with people in churches, you know, helping them with their, uh, uh, with their spiritual walk and stuff like that. So what are some of the similarities that you see when people come to, when people were coming to the church looking for help and when they come to the gym looking for help? 
Yeah, one of the one of the biggest things that I think when I when I think about the two the two jobs and how they've how they've overlapped and things strengths from one and things that I've gotten to pull over to another area, I think the biggest thing that that ties the two together um, is people are are seeking and need consistent relationships. You know, they need to be with people more than more than an hour a week. You know, you see people who who come in and they're looking for a specific thing, um, and so you can apply this to a lot of different a lot of different parts of life. But specifically for these two, you see people and you realize a lot of times the goals they have, you know, you have to ask them, are you prepared to do what your goal entails? Um, and so one of the things that I think a lot of people look for and think they want in community is something that takes an investment of time. And so one of the things that we see at the gym um, that brings people together isn't necessarily that, that we give them a, a magic pill when they walk in that all of a sudden makes it community just because it's CrossFit. But it's, all right, I'm coming to the 3.30 class three or four days a week, every week, month after month after month, and that's what builds community. Um, so with with my job uh, working uh at the church and and working here at Coyote, it's it's really amazing what time does to be, to bring people together. I think uh, one thing that at Coyote too that we've we've tried to do is we've tried to be very intentional about building the community. Um, from the moment somebody walks in the door on that first day, you know somebody's immediately going up and talking to them, trying to be friendly, which I think is is different from I know any other gym that I've been to before where you. You know, you go in there for months and nobody will ever say a word to you. You just kind of do your own thing, and most people have their headphones in or whatever. Um, but you know, you if you go in and you take a class, immediately people are talking to you, introducing themselves to you, uh, the coaches asking you about you, asking you where you're from, um, what your background is, all that type of stuff. And then we also really try to be intentional about you know having functions outside the gym. Uh, to where people can get to know each other, whether it be a crawfish bowl, uh, workout at a local a local beach. Um, you know, we have the the competition where we have a lot of volunteers do that. We have the open where we have our Friday night lights thing. Uh, just lots of different activities and events. You know, we try to do something quarterly to where people can get together and kind of hang out outside the gym because, you know, you really develop relationships by going through those tough workouts, like Ben said, and, and laying on the ground and you, you feel like you're a little bit closer with the people, uh, around you, but then you can really strengthen those and develop, uh, you know, you know, it's almost like being a part of a team. And when you get outside of the gym in regular clothes and get to do something fun with them, uh, that just makes it even, even a stronger connection. I think one of the incredible parts about that is that those those events are only possible to me as an athlete because I've felt accepted inside of the the gym. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. that's that's a really unique thing to pull off because you have this as you pointed out Caleb you have this huge variance in ability as athletes and we're we're constantly uh especially as modern people measuring ourselves against the next guy or the next woman and like well if i can't lift what they lift or if i can't finish that workout as fast as they can then there's a pecking order here and man that especially happens inside of gyms and that's just not present at all um inside of of our box and i from what i'm picking up on my drop-ins as well that's not present at any other box you know you are accepted from walking in i think a part of that is the the way that this genre of fitness started it was kind of like 
the outsider, the black sheep. And, and that part has been kept through time that if you are willing to walk in here and do what this entails, then you, you're accepted by all of us. And that's a huge part of being, being drawn in. And I, I want to say not just from athlete to athlete, but from coach to athlete, you guys are accepting of people that no matter what their goals are, as we've discussed from week to week on this podcast, if you're looking to lose weight or you're looking to get involved in competitions at a local level or a regional level, you're all the same. We're all here be, doing the same thing. That's trying to to pursue fitness. So these this different this piece of different backgrounds ending, ends up being very crucial. So another part I want to pull out that I want to make sure that you guys talk about. Um, other than the encouragement piece, which I think we've been kind of walking around so far, is that accountability piece. Uh, how do you guys see accountability inside of community working out and being be separating CrossFit from other forms of fitness? Like, a, for instance, a couch to 5K or I bought a Garmin at Christmas and now I'm going to get in shape, you know? I think the first the first part of the accountability is, is coming from the coaches. Uh, the coaches are, you know, when you first join the gym, you have – uh, our on-ramp, which is 10 one-on-one sessions with a, with a client and you're scheduling those with your coach. And then if you're having to cancel, you know, you're, you're having to talk to that coach and, and give them a reason why you're canceling. So you're, you're developing accountability from the top end. But then once you get in the class, you start making friends and say, you're going to the three thirty class every day. Well, if you're showing up at the three thirty class on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, every week, and then all of a sudden you miss for two weeks, there's going to be people that are reaching out to you. They probably have your phone number or their Facebook friends with you, and they're going to be sending you a message. And where where are you? What what's going on? Why haven't you been here? And then you know we we as coaches will also you know we'll we'll follow up with them, send them a text or shoot them an email, say hey what's going on. But you start developing these uh, relationships with people where they're going to hold you accountable, um, you know, for missing and not just for not showing up. But if you show up and you're just kind of not there, you're not you're not doing, you know, acting yourself, you know, you're just kind of moping around or whatever. Somebody's going to pull you aside and say, hey, man, what's going on? What you know, what's going on in your life? And and they might be able to get at something that's really been bothering you. So it's almost like uh, having you know, a therapist that's <laughs> to, to some yeah. level, you know, you know, we always joke about coaches being therapists, but you're also getting that from, from your, your fellow gym members. Cause they see you at your, at your worst sometimes in a workout, you know, and you can really get to know somebody, uh, by seeing somebody at that level day after day, just time around people. So one of the questions, I just want to take this a little bit personal, Caleb, if you don't mind, how, how have you seen in your life personally, this idea of community, this experience of community affect you in a positive way? Um, well, I want to tie that into what we were just talking about too, and what Hunter was kind of going into with the accountability. One of the things that I think a lot of people struggle with is they make these really big goals, these long-term goals that are really hard to measure. And so it's really hard to hold someone accountable to a goal that is going to take a year or that's very vague. And so one of the things that, that CrossFit allows you to do and that we try to do is to help people see very manageable, tangible goals that even get down to that day. And, you know, we tell the the people that come through our on-ramp when they get started, intensity is the key to progress. And so we get to hold people accountable that day and say, hey, you know, and the people around you, the intensity that they're bringing that day kind of compels you to, even if it's a 10-pound jump or something that's that's within your reach and with, that's within your ability, if you're not doing that, you can, you kind of feel that. You kind of feel like, okay. I need to I need to push like I have more to offer today 
And so it, it brings this daily accountability that, that a lot of people, I think, who make these, you know, where New Year's resolution type goals are a lot of times really, really vague and really long term. And it's really hard to hold people accountable to that. So yeah. we get to hold people accountable on a day to day basis of, hey, today, I know that intensity is the key to progress. So I'm going to give it everything I have today. It's so important when you want to make any kind of change to have a support network around you. And if you're wanting to, uh, if, if you're wanting to change something, uh, something about yourself, you have to have somebody that's going to that's going to walk that road with you and be be willing to uh, to check up on you. And I mean, because you think back on it, how easy and how many times in your life have you have you let yourself down, and it just hasn't been that big a deal. You know, like if. Uh, it's really easy to break promises to yourself, but it's not very easy to break promises that you make to other people. I mean, that's what I've seen. I think people just in nature are more apt to do that. They're more apt to, you know, if they make, if they say they're going to do something and they keep it to themselves, I mean, they're more apt to just break that promise and let it go because nobody else knows about it. But the minute that you say, you know, Hey, I want to change and I want you to hold me accountable. I mean, you, you become, um, uh, you become uh, invested outside outside of yourself, and that just um, that brings in that brings in more support that's going to help you in the long run. So what we're saying, I think, is that if if you are involved in this fitness journey, which is difficult enough by itself, and you're isolated, you don't have people around you that know you well enough to call you out about that intensity level, then you're making achieving your goals at least a hundred times harder because it's all up to you. Everything is internal. And that really invites in that idea of what Chris, what you were talking about, that idea of compromise. I know for me personally, I'll never forget the day where uh, we had a, um, a wide that involved kettlebells. I'm really going to tell myself here. So uh, another matrix moment, you guys go easy, but uh, we had a workout involving kettlebells and I went and I grabbed the 35 pound kettlebell. Right. And I set it up in front of me. You're, you're getting ready for the workout. And uh, that day, the coach went and grabbed the 53-pound and set it in front of me and said, from, from this day on, you will not grab that 35-pound kettlebell because you're stronger than that. And I was like, shut up and get out of my face. But, but <laughs> then I accomplished the workout, and that was the day that I stopped going for that 35-pound kettlebell. If I had just been going to a, a local gym with kettlebells in it, I would probably still be swinging that 35-pound because you just get comfortable with what level of ability you think you have. Uh, so those people around you challenge you in that particular way. So what I want to know from you, Caleb, because you're uh, obviously you're an athlete that goes to competitions and – you're just getting more and more refined in your ability for a guy at your level. Does that kind of stuff still happen? Did it work its way into your CrossFit journey early? Talk to us about that. Yeah, well, I think exactly what you said. The the key to your story there was that the coach knew you. You know, there was that relationship that was built to where he had the confidence to go or she had the confidence to come to you and say, hey, I know you. And maybe even where you're kind of lying to yourself because we all have those like those thoughts that kind of creep in where it's like, oh, I'm not feeling good today. Is this, this might not be safe. You know, there's all these different things. We all have different tendencies, but what it comes down to is you need people around you that know you who can push you and challenge you. Um, so when, you know, when it comes to like how I got started in CrossFit, I, I moved to, I moved to Mississippi. I'd been overseas for a year and and knew nobody and so that was kind of the big key for me when we had this conversation it was like I literally 
started CrossFit my first week in Mississippi after being across the world for a year and had a, had lost a lot of friendships or not lost, but just distance. And so moving to a new place um, and knowing that with my own struggles and things that I was just going through, I was like, I need, I need a place where I'm going to get to know people and people can know me. And that's going to be the key to me um, achieving whatever goal it is, whether it's in the gym, out of the gym. Um, so from a development standpoint, it was huge for me to not only incorporate fitness into my lifestyle, but to incorporate fitness and accountability at the same time. And when you merge the two, you have an opportunity to reach a potential inside the gym that I had no idea was I was capable of. Um, but also outside of the gym too. And these guys can both talk about that. It, it's not that it's, again, it's not a magic pill to all of a sudden you become this incredible person and all these different things. You have to, you have to put in the time and the effort. Um, but you do begin to see, and the longer you're in it, you begin to see some ways that, um, being challenged in those relationships that you've built around fitness also, um, create a habit of challenging yourself outside the gym too. um, it seems yeah. nearly impossible to separate. This word has come up a lot. I kind of want to talk about this as well. It seems nearly impossible to separate community and goals, you know, and, and especially with fitness. I mean, people have goals, but I think the honest truth is most of us are pretty miserable at, a, at setting goals and assigning goals. You pull that out long term, difficult to measure, hard to define. Uh, so community in some ways, I guess I'm picking up here today, really helps you refine what your goals actually need to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think goals is something good to talk about since this will be the first podcast of the new year and everybody's always setting new year's resolutions and stuff like that. But, uh, I actually made a post about this, uh, last night on my, on my Instagram talking about goals and goals is something that I have. We're both fact checking you right now. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go on to Instagram. Go, go check it is out. Is it yeah. true? Uh, so just trying uh, to get his likes up. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> go follow me. <laughs> no, but anyways, uh, so I've always, you know, set goals. Like I've always been big on setting goals. And when I started CrossFit and competing, I, I listed out all these different goals I wanted to hit um, numbers wise. And some of them I hit, some of them I didn't. But what I've learned recently is that when you're setting goals, you can really set yourself up for failure if you're setting goals that are that are largely outside of your control. So say, for example, if you're a competitor and you want to qualify for the CrossFit Games, you say, my goal is to qualify for the CrossFit Games. Well, you know, you could do everything in your power to to do that, and you just might have a bad day when you show up, or somebody, there might just be people that are better than you. Yeah. And so you're just really setting yourself up for failure or, or weight loss. You know, you could say, I want to lose 50 pounds in six months. Well, you know, you might have messed your hormones up. Your body might not might respond the way you want it to for a longer period of time so that you know the scale is a lot of times largely out of your control so what i like for people to do is set goals that they can control so if you want to compete at a high level instead of saying i want to finish x in the open or whatever say i want to do my full program every day and I want to give 100% effort to each part of that program every single day. Or say you know that you struggle with sleep and that's what's really hindering you. Say, I'm going to make sure I, I get in bed by 1030 every single day. Um, or say, if you're trying to lose weight, say, I want to track my food every day for three months. Instead of saying, I want to lose 30 pounds, say, I'm going to figure out these numbers that I'm going to hit and I'm going to hit them every single day. And that way you're developing a habit that's going to last you longer than the three months you're trying to set your goal. You're, and you're also setting yourself up to 
achieve that better because you are following these habits and doing that every single day. So whenever you're setting goals, I think the best thing to do is to set something that you can control. And it might be hard if you don't have any experience with that. If you don't, if you don't, you know, talk to a coach who, who can help you with that. Talk to one of us, if you know us, and we'd be glad to help you with. But what I've learned in my life recently is that I figure out what I want to get. And then I figure out what I need to do every single day to, that's going to get me closer to that. And I'm more worried about doing that every single day than I am actually reaching that destination. And by doing it every single day, I'm going to probably reach it a lot better than just putting out some vague number that I want to achieve in the future without ever developing a plan to get there. If that makes sense. I was getting fired up over there. Yeah, I think, man. I yeah, think uh, one of the big things that I hear when, uh, when you say that is your, uh, your goals should have some carryover past like when you might achieve them like if you say i want to lose 60 pounds like oh okay well let's just uh let's just cut your calories down to 900 calories a day and uh you know just do uh just walk for three hours a day and then then what are you gonna do after that Mm -hmm. you're gonna continue eating 900 calories and walking three hours a day yeah yeah Yeah, i I agree i think there's carryover past it but i think Mm -hmm. i think what i'm what i'm trying to say is develop the characteristics of somebody who achieves that that's mm-hmm. way more important than say I want to achieve. Say, I, if I want to make a million dollars, okay. Well, what 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 are the characteristics of somebody that makes a million dollars? And you if go. you do those every single day, you're going to be a lot more likely to to make a million dollars than if you just say, I want to make a million dollars, but don't ever put a plan in action. I think figuring out what you want is great. And say you want to lose a hundred pounds, that's great. But I think it's more important that you develop a plan and stick to it every single day. And then you'll, you're going to achieve that and you'll probably achieve a lot more and you're set, you're de- going to develop a habit that's going to last for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's, so what you're, what you're talking about is building habits. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, that goes in with what we're talking about with community and that one of the greatest ways to build a habit is to build relationships that sustain the habit that's going to help you reach your goals. And then what you find is that you reach goals that you didn't know you set, which is what Chris is talking about. It's like, not setting a very specific goal that ends, but saying, hey, it's more important that I set up a goal that is a continual process. And then the community around you and what's great about CrossFit and what's great about Coyote is that the friendships that exist there, and, and a lot of other gyms can can attest to this too, but the friendships that exist within that place help you build the habit and you don't even realize it's a habit. You know, it becomes a habit so quickly because it a lot of times becomes about people because you can build all these habits. But if you're doing something alone, it's it can be a really lonely road to doing that. And so when you get to incorporate people and relationships and community into building habits, then these goals become really attainable. Something I've noticed about uh, the three of you, actually, this is a common characteristic of all of you. But, Caleb, I think you are you're particularly good at it is getting engaged in these conversations with athletes uh, at the box about goals, about being in, actually being in the box. You know, you're, kind of, you're really adept at having that where-have-you-been conversation without shaming people back, right back out of the front door. I just uh, kind of like to pick your brain a little bit about when you're involved in those conversations because I know you and I have these probably about once a week, uh, and this is how they always go. The athlete comes up to the, the coach, and they start griping about a particular thing, and you guys are able to just dig down and say, what's, what's really going on here? And nine times out of ten, the athlete walks out of that conversation uh, you've held them accountable. They feel encouraged. They're going to be back the next day. What is it that you're focusing on? Just 
picking out this little piece of this community aspect as a coach because we don't get to hear from you guys in this way very much because you're you're often classes are back to back to back what is it that's motivating you what's kind of the checklist you're going through as you get involved with the conversation in a conversation with an athlete that is that is discouraged and needs community mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it gets back to a little bit what you guys talked about maybe a couple of weeks ago getting down to the why is one of the things that that Hunter and Chris both when I when I joined the team uh, made clear to me was a huge process it was it was a part of them why they're doing what they're doing now and all the way down to the line to why someone's starting an on-ramp is is talking about a why uh and so you guys i know have had that conversation um in detail here but it really can't be overstated you've you've got to get people to a point when it comes to discouragement or encouragement or setting goals uh is getting them to understand that they have a they have a reason for doing everything. They have a reason for wanting to invest time, to invest money, uh, and and these resources into their fitness. And so if you can kind of filter through a lot of the externals, then you can really get to get to have a really in-depth conversation with people. Um, and and that's when you really get to see progress. Uh, you know, we had a guy come in a couple of weeks ago, and he just straight to the point, the most brutal, honest uh, inquiry into CrossFit. He said, "Hey, you know, I've, I've been struggling with some anxiety, and I really, I really think this is going to be a good, a good help for that." And I was like, blown away that someone would be that honest because I think for me that was one of the biggest reasons why CrossFit was uh, was at the top of my priority list when I first moved here was that. I knew that there were some habits in my life, and a lot of it was just inactivity that were contributing to some unhealthy thought process and unhealthy um, habits of mine in my personal life. And so um, by walking through that myself, I got to see someone who just jumped straight to the point and said, hey, I'm struggling with this area of my life, and I think that this can supplement that, and this can I can start to work um, and I was just I was amazed by his honesty, but also I could relate to that because I think a lot of people ultimately need to know why am I doing that? Why am I setting this goal? And when you can get that, and when someone starts there, man, it's so easy because they're already open, they're already honest about what their goals are, and then you can really I mean that takes a relationship when people are honest. That takes a relationship to a depth that surpasses a lot of relationships that you could have for years. No doubt. Um, and so I think everybody kind of understands that. So um, for me, it's getting people, and, and it's just about being friendly enough with people a lot of times and maybe opening up yourself to a point where they feel vulnerable to share that with you. And when you get them to that point, then it becomes uh, – it kind of takes that relationship to a level that's that's deeper than just, hey, I want to look better naked you know? <laughs> right yeah Boom. i was gonna say of all of ours let's just put that out there <laughs> i was gonna say that's really rare for somebody to walk in and say something like that when that when you ask them why they want to do crossfit most people say the standard answered and the ones that do say something like that like we've had somebody come in there and say i know if i don't do something i'm gonna die pretty soon you know like to be that honest they're gonna stick with it but the people who just come in and just they're not they're probably not even honest with themselves they probably haven't even really thought about it and that's one that's a great takeaway caleb you know for anybody like be vulnerable with somebody and tell them 
why you're doing something or figure it or sit there and think about it. Why, what do you really want to get out of this? And if you really get to the bottom of that, you're going to be a lot more likely to stick with it than just, like you said, I want to, I want to trim up my mid, my midsection a little bit, or I want to put on a little muscle or I want to, but I don't want to get bulky. You know, you know, you know what I mean? It's exhausting having a guard up all the time. Yeah. And you have to have a group of people that you can be willing to, to open up to and put that and put that down for a second and really be truly honest. Yeah, it's a, it's really it's really tough to to walk into a place and say I'm really just struggling. I haven't I don't have that many good friends in my life. You know, no one's gonna say that. It's like Michael Scott when he's making fun of himself. <laughs> yeah. He goes in to get a cell phone and he doesn't have the five friends and family to give him for the free minutes. It's like no one's just gonna walk in and say that. But let's be honest, a lot of us are really searching for deep relationships, and and maybe we've we've put ourselves in bad situations where we're not investing in those. And so, uh, yeah, that that honesty piece and vulnerability is crucial to to fitness. I believe Hunter's right, though. I mean, I think you don't you don't walk in, and I'll even say this from my perspective: I didn't walk in knowing my why. You know, I, I just walked in to get a friend of mine to shut up and quit inviting me to go. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to check this yeah. off so we can talk about something else. And uh, it actually took me a couple of months, if I'm honest here today to discover my why and uh, a lot actually a lot of conversations with Chris um, where we may start talking about why I can't hit the power position or what's going wrong with my ankle mobility but I think a a true coach which I would assign to all of you guys I think a true coach is able to take what the athlete is talking about and really break that down and figure out what exactly is going on. I know that's got to be exhausting because there's hundreds of people that are coming through uh, every week that really actually need to have this conversation. Uh, but I know, Chris, you've actually had a lot of lot of success in taking athletes from that undefined why to the defined why. And a lot of that is leaning on the community. And I've seen you even pull in other athletes. If, if you feel like you can't make progress with a particular athlete, then you'll call on one of their peers to link up who may be in that class. Uh, so I guess in part, I'm just celebrating the environment that we have uh, at Cody and sending that uh, signal flare out to the people who may be wondering, can I actually open up about the fact that I'm, I'm not really here uh, to get more fit. I'm here because I'm completely lonely. Uh, that is also something calling back on that acceptance. That's something that the the uh, CrossFit community, specifically Coyote, is going to really celebrate that vulnerability. You know, I want to speak to what you said real quick. You said it was exhausting trying to get deep with people. I would say the people that that are, are willing to open up with you is refreshing because it's the, yeah. the vast minority. And that's what really gets us fired up about our jobs is when somebody actually opens up and is honest with us and tells us what they really want and we can really help them get there. That is refreshing and gives us energy. When you when somebody comes up there and just you can tell they have their guard up and they don't really want to get deep with you, that's what's exhausting, trying trying to yeah. dig that out of somebody. But when mm-hmm. somebody comes up, like Caleb said, and tells you like something like that up front, Man, that just gets you fired up and wants you to wants to you wants you to help them more than anything else. Why are you here? I want to get in shape. No kidding. That's why he came. That's why he came to the gym. <laughs> why are you really here? Yeah. 
Well, man, fascinating conversation around community. I think it just, you know, it's such a big topic. It would be hard to exhaust it in one episode, but I think we've done a pretty good job here today, at least starting the conversation to say, this is such a big part of why CrossFit is so successful in helping people reach their goals because it helps you define them. You're encouraged about the goals that they are correct. You're held accountable by that, and you just keep showing up. As you were pointing out off mic, uh, Caleb, you just keep showing up. You're around these people more than you're around any other uh, circle that you're in that you see once a week or once a month just by the fact that you're showing up a couple of days a week. So uh, uh, we really just want to encourage the athletes who are struggling maybe at the start of the year to go to that show up place at the box and do the difficult thing to get back in the groove that mm-hmm. uh, it is really life giving, even though the, the form of exercise may be difficult, it is really life giving because it's covered in this, this sense of community. So what I, what I really want to get to, and I'm most excited about is um, the outside the box grill the guest yes <laughs> perfect timing uh so we've got uh, we've got caleb in to uh handle our questions and i know you're probably familiar with the type of things that we love to talk about but i'm hopeful that we throw you a few curveballs today that really make you stammer uh that's the goal that so. intro right there just frightened me <laughs> that was so clean uh, so all right so we're gonna th- uh, let hunter go first because he's the smartest one in the room and uh, maybe he'll stump you first uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ease Caleb into it and give him some kind of softball questions because I have a feeling that Chris and Ben are gonna get a little bit out there with theirs. <laughs> yeah, but you know it. So uh, Caleb, just so we can get to know you a little bit better, I always love to to get to know people's thoughts on different pop culture things because I I think that really gives you an insight into them. So why don't you uh, tell us your your favorite movie, favorite TV show, your favorite book, and your favorite musician? No pressure. In that order. Yeah, I was about to say, no pressure on that. This really gives you insight into them. Right. It's like, okay, this is... You might lose a lot of respect with some of these answers. I already forgot what's first. Favorite? No, I'm going to go... I'm going to just go TV show. Okay. Um, There's a lot of... There's a lot of great shows that are really introspective out there, like Westworld. Uh, I really enjoyed that. (laughs) Introspective. (laughs) Anybody? I think that just means deep. That's what I'm going with. Okay, gotcha. Thanks, Webster. Um, But uh, right now... My wife and I cannot stop watching Friends. I mean, it's on constant, just a constant run. So, Friends <laughs> Man, right that now. That was totally unexpected. Listen, no, yeah. Wow, don't, wow. Don't, don't, don't laugh. All right, well, wait till you get married. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, You'll get to know all about Joey. No, so <laughs> that's just that's just like a current thing, but I think one of the most unique shows I've watched in the last year or two has been Westworld. Season two is coming up uh, this year, so... Uh, I'll give I'll give kind of two answers. I think Hunter's been doing that on a lot of these yeah, podcasts, yeah, right? Yeah. Here's my yeah, top but, five but, list for but, my TV but shows. Here's the thing: I'm the one making the rules. You're yeah, the guest, right. bro. You got to follow the rules. That's right. No, okay. uh, no Whose podcast is it here? Yeah. <laughs> I can get I can get aboard Westworld. Westworld was really really cool. It yeah. really really made you think, and you had to pay attention. So I, I like that. Yeah, I'm with the Friends gotta, generation. So my follow up question to that is, you know. Which character on Friends are you most intrigued by? That's that's so funny because we have this conversation every probably every other week. We switch which characters are favorite. Okay. Um, but right now I'm gonna give you throw you a curveball here. Right now Phoebe is really like her. A lot of the comments that she makes and things just kind of catch you off guard. So uh, the other personalities are so out there. I think they're just really cliche and consistent. And hers is so inconsistent. It's a little bit like Creed on The Office. Gotcha. You know, it's it's just one of those things where you got to develop an appreciation for. But it's a it's a well-rounded group. Consistently, though, 
Uh, Chandler, we both Chandler people. I think uh, Jennifer I feel like Anderson's, I connect with Chandler the uh, most. Jennifer yeah. Anderson's physique did not allow me to focus on anyone else's <laughs> anyone personality else in, the show. in the show. So <laughs> there's no personality in that's there. That's right. That's why I watch that show. That's why most of us watch that show, right? So all right, uh, well, I don't know. Okay, I, yeah. He so, started off maybe as a C minus, but we'll, yeah. We can go up. Wow! From there, well, right? I'll go ahead and give you an A plus. Gladiator is the greatest movie that was ever made. <laughs> yeah. All right, the ultimate manly answer to overcompensate uh-huh. for my no. friends. Yeah. No, don't do that. You don't have to do that here. No, I, seriously, Gladiator was uh, one of my all time is my all time favorite movie. That's my answer in all these questions throughout my life. Whenever this question's posed, we had our high school soccer team. Of course, it was our soccer team. We had strength and honor. On all of our lockers in there, no, magnet. Of course you did. You know? Um, but no, for real, that's uh, Gladiator, hands down. I love Gladiator. It's a great movie. I could, Every it time good. it's on TV, I'll watch it for sure. Yeah, you can, you can always watch it. That's, that's the criteria. There's a lot of good movies that it's just like, eh, I'm not in the mood for it. Gladiator. It's Whenever they say at the end, who will help me carry him? I always get teared up at that time. That's so cool. stands up. <laughs> I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> All right, so we got, so that's movie, TV show. Uh, What's next, book? Yeah, my favorite book. So I don't know that there's many books I've read twice, but I'm just going to throw this back. You guys have no idea what this book is. But uh, when I was a kid, every (laughs) the only reason I read books as a kid was we got these pizza coupons that gave us a free personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. And so every year I, I read one book outside of what I needed to for school. <laughs> and every year it was this book called Ivan and the Dynamos. And it was uh, about a kid who plays on a rec hockey team. And it was just the story of their season. So it was like a sports book. I didn't play hockey ever, um, but I always had this interest. Like we'd rollerblade and play hockey, like street hockey. Um, but with Mighty Ducks uh, coming out through the childhood and always watching those so consistently, it kind of intrigued me. So that book, I would go to the library and I think I was the only person that read it in elementary school. So you'd see on like the back page, they'd have that little checkout and it'd be first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. I was the only person. Nobody told you those personal pans were like three and a half bucks. (laughs) I can't imagine there was much hockey going on in Georgia anyways. There was no, there was, there was a little bit of street hockey, but the, the kids were a little rough. My mom didn't like me hanging out with those guys. <laughs> because they're from the streets. <laughs> the streets of suburbia. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, so Ivan and the Dynamos. And then uh, favorite artist, we were talking about this, like the ultimate like millennial answer, Spotify. It's my favorite artist. Oh um, Josh Garrels. Listen, no, Josh Garrels is a singer-songwriter. Uh, a good friend of mine that I grew up with actually produced – one of his albums and then a, and a, a kind of a movie documentary about one of his albums. Uh, and so he introduced me to this guy. So it was kind of like a, you know, I was one of those one of those artists where you feel like you're the first person around your circle to kind of get to know him, and then they start gaining popularity. But uh, he's a singer-songwriter from, uh, I, don't, I don't know where he's from, somewhere northeast. And uh, anyway, my family, we all kind of have followed him through the last couple of years phenomenal phenomenal artist i feel like you're picking these things because we can't argue with them because we don't know them yeah so you got to give me an a yeah you can give me a b for those if you want okay maybe all right it's time for my question yeah yeah go for it all right so um your answer so far have led me into this but um you you came through after the whole braveheart craze right so um 
Gladiator, you kind of attached to Gladiator. Yeah, Gladiator I, was the the next brave. Okay, so let's Patriot say uh, let's genre. say we have a fist fight that breaks out between Mel Gibson and Russell Crowe. Who wins? Oh, wow. geez, I have my own opinions yeah. on wow. this. Wow. Yeah. Um, no weapons involved. I'm just like man to man. No. So or drugs poor, involved. I don't. <laughs> man, I'm gonna go. I have to, no, but probably alcohol. Yeah. I have to go with Russell Crowe on that, just because I don't know. Did Russell Crowe ever do like a like a rom com? Mel Gibson did that one that one mm, chick flick movie yeah. where he's like, "What That's women true. want? What, what women yeah. want?" I think yeah, he, I think like he did his just, fingernails in that movie. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I just what about Maximus know. versus uh, William Wallace in a, a fist fight? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's there you kind, go. Of, kind of the same question, really, yeah, to I, me. I mean, these you guys know, define here's, the role. Here's the other mm. thing that I'm probably going to get booed for on here, but. Braveheart was just it's it's a little long it's a little more oh. drug out than Gladiator was I think Gladiator that's why like I'm saying when ben Braveheart comes room. on <laughs> Braveheart comes on TV you can't just always just sit like and watch slashing the whole thing right um, anyway I'm just being honest here I think I'm gonna go with Maximus I'm, surely we have some people here in the studio that disagree with that opinion oh yeah Braveheart's a great movie I love it yeah but I'm saying that. Man, I just I just feel like Mel Gibson, man. Especially now, you uh, you look at him, you look like you could hit him in the head with a hammer, and he wouldn't even feel it. Guy's got nothing. He probably would. Probably not. He's probably drunk. All right, I guess I I mean I'll take it. It's it's a tough call, uh, right? But I mean, you see you see Braveheart, the guy like gets his bowels cut out and just takes it. So you know, I don't know. They're, yeah, they're a, little, a little poke to the ribs for Maximus, and he's like stumbling around. I definitely yeah, would rather right? go out the way Maximus went out than the way he. Yeah, he that's out. true. Yeah, the, that's the true. subtle stab. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. In the in the in the arena with everybody cheering your name. Yeah, yeah. I think just the cheap shot it makes you want to pull for the guy even more. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. I don't know. Okay, I, it's your answer, man. I, I guess I can't really. Yeah, that's what I'm finding out here. There's really no. There's no, there's no way you can you win. Guys answer. Yeah, there's no way you can win. What do you got, Chris? Okay, now I want some depth from you on this one. Uh, one of uh, one of mine and Caleb's uh, mutual interests is the TV show The Office. So I want to know, Caleb, if you had to coach one character from The Office to the CrossFit Games, and it cannot be Jim, who would it be and why? It cannot be Jim. It cannot be Jim. That's too obvious. I don't know that I would have. I don't know that I would have picked Jim, anyways. Ooh. Uh, Cannot cannot be Jim. Um, is is it now? All right. So yeah, so so my answer for this, a little outside the box. Uh, I'll give you, you I'll give you a why. Um, but it is it is Pam's ex Roy. <laughs> I'm taking I'm oh taking I'm taking Roy. Listen to this. I'm taking you got Roy. Anger issues. I'm taking Roy because yeah, he's I got that angry that. side yeah. that you just it's mad, you know, mm-hmm. that I think's gonna give him the day in, day out advantage of training. But also as a guy with a soccer and basketball background who is still spending years just developing strength, uh, I feel like Roy comes into training day one with like a four hundred pound back squat. You know, he's just that type of mm-hmm. guy. Whereas you get a guy like Jim in there I don't know if one of you guys would pick Ryan or he someone would, like that, no, no. but I mean, <laughs> I mean, everyone else. He's got the endurance background. He won that 5K. Yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> everyone else is like, 
I mean, they're going to have to take years and years to build the strength. Whereas with Roy, I feel like we could just start developing the engine. It'll come a little quicker. I was trying to think back to the to the Olympics and who who scored well in the office Olympics. In the office Olympics. <laughs> but, uh, clearly all I can that see, all I can see, all I can see is Phyllis with the with the paper on her feet, like walking through. <laughs> the only thing I thought about when you asked that question is when they're playing basketball. Michael picked Stanley first. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think this is maybe the first uh, answer you've given that I just can't argue with. That is very solid. Logic. I'm very impressed with the answer. Yeah, well done. Really I really impressed. Like, I Thanks, never guys. would have yeah. thought about that guy. You know, I think when you closed out the gym possibility, uh, you know, of course Dwight, like that guy's going to be keeping score but never participating. I think Dwight could just sabotage his way to the top. <laughs> well, he, he would fail probably, but he <laughs> probably. would attempt anyway. Wrapping up the episode now, we want to get to a, a part that uh, actually may be the most helpful. We direct people to other resources, so we call it the uh, weekly recommends. Hunter, you got something ready to go? Although our show is bi-weekly. Or is it? I don't know. Depends. Don't get technical. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, since this is the uh, the first show of the new year, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, – the five books that I read in last year that that I enjoyed the most. Uh, a couple years ago, I made a commitment to start reading a lot more, and it has has had a tremendous impact on my life. Um, so last year, I ended up reading fifty four books. Um, that sounds not true. Wow. Hey, I Fact documented check. them all on uh, Instagram. So yeah, he go. really does. Uh, if there's any four, he takes a so picture I always, of them. I, and it's funny. That's more than I, one a week. I always well, get I the take pictures of books. Yeah, I always get the most. <laughs> I guess you're just gonna have to trust that I'm telling you guys. <laughs> last last year, I Instagram 54 books. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see them all, you can go check out my Instagram. But I, I wrote down the top five that I read in 2017 that I thought w- would help people out. Uh, the first one was a fiction book. Uh, it was the first in the trilogy. It's called Red Rising by Pierce Brown. I've recommended this book to about five people, and they've all finished it in about three days, I think. It's just an incredible book. I think they're probably eventually going to make the whole series into movies. But uh, if you start Red Rising, it's a really fast read. It's really awesome. Uh, so go check that out by Pierce Brown. Uh, the second one is called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Uh, it's a book about uh, stoic philosophy um, and really just thinking about the way you – uh, changing the way you think about things that happen in your life um, and obstacles and stuff. It's really, really fascinating and, and can really, you know, have an impact on just the way you, f- you view your life. Uh, the third one is called uh, Losing My Vir- uh, Virginity by Richard Branson. It's autobiography of Richard Branson. Uh, he's a very fascinating character. Uh, started Virgin. He's He started a bunch of different companies, uh, but he gives a lot of insight. I really like autobiographies of, of successful people, just kind of see what makes them successful. So that was a really good one. Uh, the fourth one was called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Takasaki, I think, or something like that. Uh, anyways, it's a uh, it's a book that really will change the way you think about money and how you spend your money. And uh, it, it really impacted the way I think about, you know, my cash flow and all that type of stuff. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, number four. And the last one is Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. Ben Bergeron's pretty, pretty popular these days in the uh, CrossFit sector. Um, and he... You know, it, he puts pretty much everything he talks about in his podcasts and videos in the book. Um, so it's uh, it's got a lot of really good tips in there. So Chasing Excellence, number five. So you read 54. We can just read five. Yeah, those are my top five. Okay, good. But thanks for, I, thanks for doing that to weed them out. Thanks for taking care of all that for us. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of other ones in there, too. I mean, the, here's my thing about reading. the every Just about everything that anybody's ever learned is in a book somewhere. So if you want to learn... 
anything, you can find it in a book. So the more you read, the more you're learning, it's just going to expand your knowledge. You're, you're getting access to the minds of all the people who have ever lived. So, I mean, you're, if you're, if you're not reading, you're doing yourself a disservice, honestly. Take a look. It's in a book, gentlemen. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there. Got there. Wow. All right, so I've just ruthlessly made fun of you, but I do believe in reading, and I, I think you're right about that. So I'm going to check out uh, that first one. I'm, I'm Red really Rising. Intrigued. I've I've made a couple of Red Rising disciples myself. They've they've read the books uh, since Hunter recommended it to yeah, me. Yeah, so Ka- I and recommend I'm just Caleb, passing and he's it on to people. Down, so I'm like the top of the pyramid. Right yeah. <laughs> I had a guy two days ago tell me I just finished Red Rising uh, over the break. It was awesome, and I'm like, man, Hunter told me about that, and I read it, told him about it. It Look at that community. Pay it forward. Good. So it isn't. That's not the Viking book that you were talking to me about, though. No, that's a history book. Yeah, yeah. The I did read a, a book. And it was like the history of the Vikings. I can't remember what it was called, but it talks. If you watch the show Vikings, it has all those characters and and actually what happened to them. That was really really cool to read it after watching the show because I already knew who the characters were and just see right. see what happens with it. And I have that book on my desk for you, Ben. By the way, cool. Yeah. Well, next time I wander into CrossFit, I'll pick <laughs> it up from you. It's been there for about a month, so. Uh, <laughs> Take what you will from that. All right, Chris, what do you, other than, you know, the 54 books that you and Hunter are reading each year, what have you got for us? Um, something that I've uh, listened to the last couple of days, the um, the Froning and Friends uh, podcast, uh, they had Chris Henshaw back on there. And uh, it's the it's Chris Henshaw part two. You go back, you listen to part one and then listen to listen to part two. Anytime, anytime I run across anything with Chris Henshaw, it's always incredible he has just this amazing way of talking uh, of talking about coaching and really like uh just just almost uh, almost romanticizing it and making it where uh you know he uh, he especially talks about in part two of that uh the froning and friends podcast where uh, a lot of what we talked about here is you know coaching not being just uh you know being able to write programs but also to really connect with your uh with your athletes know uh, know what they're good at know what they're scared of and be able to uh to build on um uh to build on those uh those strengths and also uh, get them uh put them in a place where they have to face that fear and it was really really incredible i mean you get on get on youtube look up chris henshaw and just listen away well you know if running is involved it's going to be it's going to be good it's going to be quality right well the, I, i'll say this the uh, if if he's listening, a l- little more content, a little less just <laughs> jibber jabber. Well, I'm sure Froning <laughs> is listening, so yeah. Uh, well, I'll just text him real quick. Let's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, cut shoot to the chase. Cool, uh, Caleb. I just want to say, wrapping up the episode, thanks so much for making the time to be with us. Uh, I feel like we've uh, really been able to hash out this idea of community strictly because you participate in it so well. Uh, we also have a lot of stuff to make fun of you about on a daily basis. Yeah, nothing, nothing new there. <laughs> <laughs>